Welcome to the Be That Healing Girl podcast. And today's episode is all about if you're anxious when he is out of town. And honey, I have been there. So if you are long distance or maybe you're dating and he's going on a work trip or you live together and he's going on a vacation with the boys and you cannot help but spiral and think the worst thing's going to happen. He's going to go to a strip club and kiss a random person at the bar. I've... I have literally been through all of that, and I want to just share what's really helped me to feel safe, to feel secure, and to feel really grounded and trust myself and my person that it's going to be totally fine. All right, so if that is you, this is the episode for you, and make sure to listen towards the end. I'm going to share a hot tip that I literally did yesterday to feel more grounded, to feel more in my body, to calm my system down when he's distant, okay, when he's literally away. And I also want to make sure that you know, my name is Claire. I am your host and I'm also a relationship coach. And I love, love, love helping overachieving, highly successful girlies who are slaying the game as entrepreneurs, career baddies, corporate baddies, that also, while you're just killing the game in your careers, you might be struggling with feeling secure in your relationships. And if that is you, if you tend to overthink, you are waiting for the other shoe to drop, you're just in your head, you're like, he's going to leave me, then this is the episode for you. This is the podcast for you. And I want to just break a little bit of my normal format because I want to make things right. I want to clean up a little bit around a something that I said that I want to make sure that I follow through on. And I also think it's important too that I clean this up on the podcast and just make sure that you know that I'm aware because perfection is just an illusion. And through my imperfection and how I work through that, I want you to see that perfection is just, it's not real. It's actually, and it's just, yeah, it's not real. It's, it's a false place. It's a false goal. And when we are vulnerable, when we can own our mistakes, we take responsibility for them, that's actually how we connect. And it's how we actually get our goals. So the thing I want to clean up is I didn't know what I didn't know when I started the podcast. And I asked if you leave a five-star review that I would give you a free session. Now, I didn't know on Spotify that when you leave a five-star review, it's only five stars and I can't see who left it. I had no clue. So I want to say if you've left a review on Spotify and please continue leaving reviews, thank you so much. And I just didn't know that I couldn't see a handle, but I can see the handle for Apple Podcasts. So I want to gift the person that I've seen leave a review that I thought was really sweet and that is kittenlover82. So make sure you DM me on Instagram and I'll get you that free session. But here, I want to go to the mailbag for a second because she said in her five-star review, amazing relationship advice. I've been following Claire on Instagram for a while and I always find her content so helpful and inspiring. Real advice, not text him this to make him fall in love. I was thinking the other day how she wished I, I had a podcast, Claire had a podcast, to go more into things. So kitten lover, I love you. Make sure to reach out to me. And whether you are on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, leaving a five-star review is seriously so helpful for the podcast. I'm going to make 
content no matter what. But what I see and what I notice in my body that I feel when all of you leave comments on the podcast and leave five-star reviews, it's like a virtual high five. Honestly, it helps the podcast and ultimately it helps more people that are struggling with the same thing that you are by helping it to get more rates, ratings, rates, ratings. So thanks for leaving those reviews and let's dive in to today's topic. So the reality is I am distant from my husband right now. <laughs> Not in a bad way. We're together, but he is out of town. He left on Friday. Today is Sunday and he'll be back on Tuesday. And yesterday I was posting on Instagram and my stories like, what am I going to do? It's so awesome. And I posted like my day and I realized it's actually not that different than when he's here. It's, it's exactly the same pretty much. And I'm just laughing because that's just my reality that my I feel safe. I feel secure. I'm not even worried about my husband one bit. And P.S., this is not just because we are married. It's not like you get married and your anxious symptoms go away. That's not how it works. Uh, I know I at least I thought that's how it would work, but it's not. We Your anxious attachment is always going to be there because it's an attachment style. It's how you learned to get love and connection. So just because you get married doesn't mean that you magic, it magically goes away. In fact, I think if you don't really take care of it, it can get worse. Tell, tell me, email me if you agree, because if you really don't get to the root of things, it's just going to amplify and become different animals and different show different ways in your marriage. So if you're out there like, well, of course, Claire, you don't feel anxious because you're married. That's no, that's not what happens, sweetheart. So I say that with love. So I noticed that yesterday I had the same day that I normally have, but I also was reflecting on, oh my God, I remember that a time where I was dating and, and this is going to be a bit of a surprise for some of you and maybe not, but before Craig, I was engaged to somebody else way back in the day, like right out of college. And I remember distinctly a time where it was like, actually, if I think about it and, and really sit with it, it was the first, one of my first tastes of being anxiously attached. Like it's, it started somewhere and it started one of those places. It was with this guy. So I remember, and I just, it, it, it was, it's so coded in my body. I can remember the anxiety that I felt the spinning out and it's so drastically different than where I am today. And I wanted to share a little bit of that because I want you to know that I've been there. So the, the situation with this guy that uh, eventually I had gotten engaged to and then I broke it off. I mean, I had the wedding dress. I had the invitations. I had the, the reception hall picked out. It was I was ready. And we broke it off. I broke it off with him. But this was before we got engaged. Uh, basically... We had, well, let me tell the whole story. I had sprained my ankle. And at the time, I was living in a townhome that had five flights of stairs. And I was like, I can't live here. I have a broken ankle. And so we had, this guy and I were official. We had were in love. And this is very fresh. And he just said, why don't we just move in? And in my head, I was cha-ching, yes, uh, move in. Of course I want to move in because in my head, I felt like going faster was better. If I can just get to the point and get, get move in, hell yes, like we're solid, okay? In my mind, I made that mean something, okay? My brain and my thoughts 
my overthinking made that mean something about how he felt about me. All right. So I move in and he had to go out of town to help a friend move. All right. And I not only did he help help this friend move, but I also kind of became aware that this girl that he used to date and his ex was going to be there as well, helping with the move. Now, my inside scoop was that we all used to work together, his, the ex, my boyfriend at the time and myself. And I knew that this ex like was still pining over him, really wanted like did not understand the breakup, really wanted to be with him, was trying actively to get him back, even though he and I were together. But I paid it no mind. I was too cool. I was like, not going to worry about that. We didn't, we, we never really talked about it. I never voiced vulnerably my feelings around it. So he's like, hey, I'm going to go help these friends move. And I think so-and-so is going to be there. And I said, all right, well, you know, okay. And I didn't actually, looking back now, I didn't, I don't think I said, hey, I'm worried about this. I just was like, okay, no big deal. And I tried to pretend that I was cool when in reality I was not cool. Problem number one. Problem number one. So fast forward, he spends, he goes there. He's like, it's late because it was kind of far away. He spends the night. And in my head, I was feeling so anxious. Like I had texted him. I had called him. He was busy moving. And I'm sure they went out for drinks and whatever. But I was worried, legit worried. And I just remember so clearly the anxious attachment just kicking in spiraling. My heart was racing. I mean, all of you know what that's like, right? I just could not calm down. And so he comes back and like, we're good. And it's, it was good for a while. And we, we, we stay together and like we get engaged and then we were together for probably about like two or three years. I can't remember now. It's been so long ago, like literally out of college. So, um, fast forward to 10 years later after that, eight years later. So I, that guy, the ex, we was amicable. So, I see him around town and we go out for a drink and it's just really nice. And I ask him about it. I say, hey, do you remember that time? And he said, oh, yeah. And I just I had a feeling. I said, did you do anything with your ex? And he said, yes. And I was at the bar fuming. Okay, so I also want to address any of you that are listening right now that are already spiraling that see they do that. You can't trust them. Ba 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 ba. Okay, I want this is the exact point that I want to make. So please take a deep breath and hear me out. All right? The relationship that I'm in now and how I felt back then, this is what did not help. Okay? And I already kind of said it. I did not talk to him and set a boundary with him when it happened. I did not. I didn't say to him vulnerably, hey, I feel uncomfortable, which is the, the truth. I felt uncomfortable, but I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm fine, and I'm just making it up in my head. I didn't share my feelings with him. I didn't actually say, because I felt like that was too, like, I'm a weak-ass bitch if I say that, okay? I didn't do that. So problem number one, I wasn't communicating. I wasn't being authentic. I was pretending to be something else problem and 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 right now in my relationship that is like my the word that I use to describe my husband and and for ourselves we are each other's life truth partners my job with him and his job with me is to be honest and to tell the truth all the time no matter if we think it's going to hurt in the moment like that's our job with each other to be honest and to be true 
Okay. So the reason why I felt anxious because I wasn't voicing the truth. I wasn't saying the truth. Problem number one. Problem number two. I was attached to what my brain made it mean. I was attached to what my brain made it mean about me being with him. I made it mean that I was valuable, that somehow I was like so great for being so young and like he's so serious. I I mean, I'm from Virginia, so it's like people marry their high school sweethearts all the time. In my brain, I was attached to the illusion that we were moving fast and we're so solid and we're moving in and we're so in love that I was willing to ignore my gut, okay? I was attached to the title. I was making meaning out of something versus listening to what was actually going on, all right? And so I say that because it's normal. It's part of... It, normal, I don't know if I, okay, well, let me talk about it and then I'll see if I agree or not. But we are conditioned, actually, that's the better thing, in our society, we're conditioned for it to be normal that we don't talk about feelings, that we should be cool, at least some of us are, to not say what's on our minds. All right, we're conditioned to think that also it's great that we have a relationship. Like, good job. Like, oh, you're, you're not in a relationship. Or, oh, awesome. You guys are getting engaged. Like, like we are in a society that, that promotes wedding culture, that promotes get the day. We are not a culture that encourages what it really takes to be married. Okay? So getting together, falling in love is the easy part. Staying in love is a different thing. And part of that is because we, our culture trains us to positively think and reinforce that we should be, we're only valuable as women if we have a relationship or, okay, we're valuable then we get, if we get engaged, we're valuable if we get married and then we're valuable if we have children. Like there is a lot of conditioning culturally about what it means to be in relationship. So some of you are in relationship with people who are not really good to be in relationship with. And you're in a relationship and you're vibing and sensing with your gut that something's off. And you know what? It might be. And I, I can't work. I'm on a podcast. Okay. I don't know your situation. So please know that I'm not, I can't read your mind right now. I don't know your situation. Take everything and apply your own context to what I'm saying. I'm just speaking to the girly that's, you know, maybe you're with somebody that you've made it mean something that it's good when it's really not. Hey, this is kind of the same thing about, oh, it's good that he texts me good morning every morning. Who cares? He could be texting that. If you're not together, he could be texting that to 15 other people. You don't know that. Oh, I like it when he texts a lot. He could be texting good morning to 15 other people. Seriously, it's the same kind of concept that it's good when X. Okay, it's good that we're together. Like, yeah, it's good that my that guy that I was engaged to came home, but it, that was fake. Like, he didn't didn't live up to that. So... Problem number one, we're not actually honest. Problem number two, we get attached to what we make things mean. We don't actually look at the bigger perspective and like what's aligned for us, like what's actually right for us. And I, the other thing that I was thinking that how I feel now versus how I felt back then is this last part is going to be hard. I wasn't honest with myself. 
I wasn't honest with myself. I wanted to believe that everything's fine. And I, I would have rather tell, like my, convince myself that it was okay in the moment, even though I had these big feelings, and not actually address the hard conversation with him. So I could easily blame him right now, but this is not the podcast. I'm not the mentor that's going to blame the guy, okay? And I'm not saying that guys don't do bad things, but I'm really about you taking loving self-leadership and owning your shit, okay? That's like, that's the only way you're going to change. That's the only way you're going to get what you want truly in life. So I could easily just make this about him and blame him and he was so shitty, but I, like, what was so healing for me is what part did I play in this? And the reality is, and I'm just, I'm literally, like, in the moment, I'm feeling how true this is. I wasn't honest with myself. I would rather believe what I wanted to believe than actually go with what was true. And I wasn't honest with myself. And this, again, like, leads to how I feel today. I'm honest with myself and my husband I'm honest with how I feel. Like I, I, I only make decisions. I shouldn't say only, but I try on a regular basis, not try. Okay. Are you catching me as I'm working through this on my right now with you? I make an honest everyday intention to be truthful with myself at all times. That's like, that's, that's truthfully what I know has helped me to feel more safe and secure in my marriage and my relationships. That when I'm honest, when I say the scarier hard thing, it actually helps everyone because I believe in authenticity. I don't want someone just to tell me that they love me for the sake of saying that. I want them to mean it. And if I, and same for me, I, if I tell you something, I want it to mean something. So being authentic, being truthful is really important. And I look back then to, I was not, I was not honest myself with myself in that situation and many situations that were happening at that point in my life. So those are my thoughts. If he's being distant, can you be, can you communicate? And communication is different than emotionally dumping, okay? You stating what feels vulnerable, what feels sketchy or scary, I guess either, that is different than just emotionally vomiting on somebody, okay? You, when, when we have emotional regulation and emotional intelligence, we're able to convey and communicate in a healthy way, not dumping and just, just vomiting up our emotions on them and expecting them to clean it up. Then the other thing is be, you know, what are you making it mean in your mind versus what's real, okay? Because here's the other reality with my husband. What's real is right now he, we've... We barely texted on the day that he got there because he is busy. <laughs> he had a he had a christening to go to. He was with family. Like it's fine. Like it's okay. He needs to be doing those things. That's real. I know that. We talked about it. So I have no anxiety about it because that we practice truth and honesty every day. So really looking at what's real and what's true. Okay, if he tells you he's going on a work trip, unless he's shown you otherwise, where's the evidence? Okay, where's the evidence that he's going to like do something crazy? And I also want to say, yeah, people make mistakes. But when you're strong and clear in your sense of self, when you're confident in yourself, you then you let people go. Not saying it doesn't hurt, but you're able to recover faster with more clarity. Okay. And then the last piece was just how honest are you being with yourself? Like truly, 
truly how honest are you being if you're not okay are like what's going on with that don't pretend to be the cool girl when inside you're actually not okay all right so here's the hot tip that I literally did yesterday and not because I was worried about my husband but I just want to share that anxious attachment is obviously what I love to teach about but anxiety can flow in in and be in different areas of our lives. For example, I definitely had anxious attachment symptoms with a best friend of mine. Like we were it was I definitely was experiencing jealousy and I was jealous of her friends and I would worry about her not texting me. I would feel like, is she mad at me? So it's not just anxious attachment is only in one area. It can go to friendships and go to work. Have you ever gotten that work call that's your boss says, hey, I got to talk to you? Exactly. That's It all kind of blends together because that's really a deeper thing that's going on. So when it comes to feeling better, um, and, I, and so I had an instance this week, I've been dealing with this major thing in my life where I'm going through litigation with a property that I own. And so things were happening this week and my nervous system is frazzled and I was so tempted to go on my phone and doom scroll. And instead of doing that, I took my butt outside and went for a 40 minute walk, no phone. Okay. Now I know that seems simple, but for some reason, this is not always easy for an anxious girly. You have to get out into nature. You have to get out, get some sunshine without the phone and be present. And look what happened that day, yesterday. I felt great. Went on my walk, did my thing, felt amazing. So hot tip, go outside, go outside, get some sun in your face and take care of that. All right. So if this episode was helpful, please feel free to leave a comment, send me a DM on Instagram, leave a five-star review, and just know that when we get honest with ourselves, when we look at what meaning we make, when we can be truthful to ourselves, that's how we feel less anxious when they're out of town. Be real, okay? I believe in you. I love you. Catch you soon. Mwah.